Welcome, fans. We are here. We are back with the new show in L.A. Um, I'm here today, this afternoon, with some very special guests that will be coming through. Part of the L.A. Clippers reporter pool. It is your boy, TPJ. As always, you can find me on Twitter at RealTPJ. Make sure you go you follow us as well on Twitter at HMB Media TV. Also, make sure you check out um, YouTube.com slash Slick, where HMB Media now has new podcasts being programmed, including our new show called Who Got Game, starring Baron Davis and Jason Zone Fisher. But as always, this is the new show in L.A. where we talk Clippers basketball, all things Clippers. Basically, we're now headed into the second half of the season. The Clippers are still in a very, very good place. But I personally feel as though they have a lot of moves to make and they have some additions that they need to make to their roster. I think that they made a mistake when they gambled on Luke Kennard. I think that was a very, very bad gamble. And I think although even though he's shown to play a little bit better as we've come back from the All-Star game and I'm sorry, not the All-Star game, but but as we move toward the All-Star game, uh, I'm still not sold on the on that addition. Also, Lou Williams, uh, you know, you know, there, there are rumors about him potentially being traded. He says that he's not um, going anywhere, that the Clippers are his last stop. So we'll see what happens with that, as well as there are rumors about all kind of guys flying around. Andre Drummond is potentially out on the market. Blake Griffin was rumored to potentially sign um, as, a, you know, as a destination, the Clippers. But we all knew that wasn't going to happen after they compared the man to Martin Luther King, Malcolm X and, and, and Gandhi damn near. Put it on a Titron, had this man sign a five-year deal, and then traded him in January to the Pistons. Cold move by the Clippers, but we're here. We're talking Clippers basketball. I'm going to bring in my first guest, reporter Nick Hamilton, for the L.A. Clippers, as well as he reports on the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the L.A. Clippers, L.A. Sparks, the L.A. Lakers. Um, he, he probably does damn near the Dodgers. I believe he does the Dodgers. I believe he does the L.A. Galaxy. I believe he does the L.A. Rams, and he probably damn near does the Chargers. Bring in veteran reporter Nick Hamilton. Welcome to the show. How you doing today, Nick? Hey, man, I'm doing well, man. It's always good to talk to you, man, especially thank after you. the All-Star break. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, haven't seen you too much, on, you know, you know, this year in terms of the reporter pool, but also my new dad. So I've been adjusting to that new dad life as well. Um, so some nights I just choose to just stay at home rather than go to the games. Uh, but I will be there on Thursday, um, a.k.a. tomorrow for Clippers versus Warriors. I get to see Steph Curry. Hopefully he performs well, because for some reason, even though Steph Curry has been my favorite player, he does not perform well um, um, in games that I specifically go to cover when they play the Clippers, including those two playoff games where he played abysmal in both of those, and the, including the one in which Kevin Durant dropped 50 points on Patrick Beverly's head. So, Nick, how you feeling today? What are your thoughts on what you've been seeing so far from the L.A. Clippers? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of give us your thoughts. What's been going on? How you feeling about the Clippers this year? Well, first of all, man, thank you again for having me on. Maybe Steph Curry needs a little body armor. Maybe, maybe that'll help his game out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think when you look at the L.A. Clippers, I mean, they had an interesting first half of the season. I, I know it, was a, it was ups and downs because of the, the injuries due to Paul mm -hmm. George, uh, who was a significant uh, injury. Fortunately, it didn't require surgery or, or have him out for the remainder mm -hmm. of the first half. So I thought that mm -hmm. was promising. But I agree with you in the intro when you said about Luke Kennard. I thought that was uh, a gamble that did not pay out and has not paid out as of yet. And I'm going to also go a step further and say I've not been a fan of Ivanka Zubak because I think he's been okay. ridiculously inconsistent when it comes to a big man of his caliber to, that, that is supposed to showcase the skill set uh, that everybody anticipated him uh -huh. having. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know, so – 
I think it, and that's why we're seeing problems with the pick and roll between Lou Williams and Zubak because of the chemistry, the rhythm, uh, the timing isn't always there. It's not on, on, on the shoulders of Lou Williams. It more uh, lies on the shoulders of Zubak. And that's what mm-hmm. happens when you allow a guy like Montrez Harrell to walk across the hall uh, and, and join a team that's already loaded. Uh, and now you lose something in that. So, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about, you know, Kawhi and PG, uh, which are essential, and as well as Pat Beverly, which are essential mm-hmm. uh, to this Clippers team. But also, too, other guys are start to have to start to step up and get involved. I want to see more from Nick Batum. I want to see more from Serge Ibaka, especially on the block and by, by the basket. Uh, I would love to see more uh, from Terrence Mann. I think Terrence Mann, if you give him some more minutes, he's definitely going to eat those minutes up like Pac-Man pellets. Um, and he's going to produce, you know, some dividends for you. Uh, I like I like Amir Coffee. I think Coffee is uh, going to do some damage. I know his sister is now in town with the L.A. Sparks. Uh, so that should be interesting just to see, you know, brother and sister in the same city. Uh, but I like I like this. I like what Ty Lue was trying to do. I know he's trying to establish his own culture outside of Doc Rivers. And I think mm-hmm. he's done a pretty exceptional job with that as far as really listening to the players, being able to respond to the players um, and what their needs are and trying to fill those needs. Uh, but I know everybody's talking about Andre Drummond and, you know, his potential buyout. Is, is he going to go to the Nets or the Lakers? But if I'm the Los Angeles Clippers and I can have room to add a big man like Andre Andre uh, Drummond, Andre Drummond, excuse me, um, if I'm able to add a, a big man like him, I would try to seek out accommodations if I could. I don't know the numbers exactly of how that's going to work. Uh, but if I can get into the mix, at least I would damn sure try. Sorry. Sorry about that. I had to close the door. Uh, that the helicopter is flying, flying to L.A. <laughs> but, yeah, I agree. I definitely think that they need to go out and try to get Andre Drummond. Um, I think that he would be a great addition to them and just help them with a lot of what they do lack now, which I think is a lot of front court rebounding and front court energy in the front court. Like I understand Serge is a guy that can switch one through five and is always a good guy for you to have on your squad in terms of what he can do in terms of his versatility. But I still think that on any given night, they can be out rebounded, which was also a problem for them last year. When you speak about Ivisa Zubak, I think the mistake that they made this year was, you know, was benching him. I would have much rather them have tried to go out with a larger lineup uh, of, of of maybe Ibaka at the at the four and and Zubak at the five and you just play Zubak less minutes than you played him before than to bring him off the bench. He's not really a bench player to me. He has to start the game in order for him to be active and get energy. And I think that's the reason why you see so much inconsistency from him is because he's essentially asked to come off of the bench and play like he and play like he used to play when he was a starter. But he's a guy that usually started the game from the tip, literally from the tip, running up and down with energy, with pace. And then Trez would come off of the bench, give him some energy, keep the energy and pace in the game. And then he would be allowed to kind of play in minutes and spots. I think now he's only playing in minutes and spots. So in certain games, when the matchup favors him, he's going to get a little bit of a run in because he can just kind of instantly take off versus before in those games, he would have time to gradually build up. And usually by the fourth quarter, he wouldn't play because he would have gotten his 20 to 25 minutes in the first three quarters of the game. This year, he's getting his minutes kind of, they're like 18, 16 minutes a game, and they're all over the place and they're spotty. So I think that's why he's been very inconsistent. So I wouldn't be upset if they traded him. I think he's a guy that probably will become a better player if he's moved and goes somewhere else. 
Um, I think Patrick Beverly this year, um, you know, I love Pat Bev. He's from the South side. I'm from the South side of Chicago, but I think it might be time for them to try to move on and actually find a more um, viable option at point guard as it pertains to someone that can actually score the basketball, make plays on the perimeter and be someone that can bail you out. Like he's not a bailout type of point guard, which is basically the same thing that I was saying that the Milwaukee Bucks didn't have once they gave away Malcolm Brogdon, uh, you know, and let him essentially walk and go to Indiana. You had Eric Bledsoe, who's an all NBA level defender, solid passer, not a good shooter, not good in the mid range. And then essentially you give that guy all of the responsibility of being a guy that can bail you out in moments where you need to be bailed out when the plays break down and when Giannis can't get a bucket. Well, the same thing is with Patrick Beverly. The only difference is Pat Bev shoots 30, 40 percent from the feet. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, from three point line, as well as, you know, in the 40s from the field goal percentage. But Pat Bev is not a volume shooter, so he's only going to shoot five, six times a game. So, yeah, he's shooting 40 percent because he might make, you know, four or six threes or four or seven threes. But he's not going to be a guy that will be like a Drew Holiday, where if Giannis can't make a shot, or Chris Middleton that can't make a shot, or they make some adjustments, go a little bit of zone. Drew Holiday will be a guy that will take the ball and say F it and put up a three-pointer or drive to the rim or even just take a shot where you're like, why did you do that? But but Eric Bledsoe would take shots where you would say, why did you do that? Because we don't have faith that you could make that play. And I think Patrick Beverly takes shots, and they're not why did you do that shots. They're just we need more volume from that position. Otherwise, they're just going to sit on PG and Kawhi. And I've been hanging around Baron Davis a lot. And Baron Davis, you know, um, he loves to talk basketball. But obviously, because Baron Davis is an NBA player and a former NBA player, former NBA superstar, all NBA player, NBA all star. He's a guy that's going to talk to me about the game from a different perspective. His perspective is, hey, they keep having basically Pat Bev in the corner when you need Kawhi and PG to both be in the corners. But they can't both be in the corners if their point guard can't attack the middle of the floor because then you can't run them off of screens or have them come around screens to be able to get the ball in order to be able to make plays on the perimeter because Patrick Beverly is out there and you essentially have to put him in the corner or put him on the wings. He's like, so as much as we want Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to make plays at the end of the game, they have to play from the side of the floor and they need to be able to come and play from the middle of the floor. But the only way you can do that is if they can come off screens and come around. And then, then they basically when they come off those screens, they can either shoot the ball or they can attack the rim coming off the screens. He said they he said they can't do that if PG is in the middle of the floor and making a play and Kawhi's on one side and then Pat Bev's on the other one or vice versa with PG and Kawhi because someone's always going to sag off of Pat Bev and play more toward the middle. So. With him saying that, I was like, damn, that really makes a lot of basketball sense. And from that perspective, mm -hmm. I think that they do need to make a change at point guard. What do you think about that? Well, far be it for me to, to disagree with an NBA. I mean, you can like, disagree like, with BD. Like BD says some stuff sometimes. I'm like, I don't agree. He got we got some no, we no. got some more content coming where I'm like, BD, you're wilding. But so I don't agree with everything he says. But what do you think specifically no. about that point? I think I think he has a point with that, but also too, let's let's insert this into the equation as well. Mm -hmm. The fact that this team has no true point guard, which is why I was so pulling for Drew Holiday to become a part of the Clippers team, because I felt like he could be a floor general and a true point guard where you can run those type of sets on the wing, whether you have a Kawhi or a PG or somebody of that nature, even a Lou Williams at times, who's going to come, you know, like when Ty Lue likes to mix it up in the third quarter, um, you can have opportunities for that to be able to flourish and to be able to develop plays. And, and the thing about Drew Holiday is that he's a creator on the fly. So he's almost in a sense where 
you know, okay, if that play doesn't work, you can scrap it immediately, much like we call audibles in football. He can scrap it immediately and still get the playoff within 24 seconds. That's probably score a bucket or at least get his guy to the line uh, and be able to, 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 uh, you know, knock down a couple of free throws. Preach, so my brother. Preach, I, preach. I think this is the problem that the Clippers are going to face in the playoffs. It's not so much. I know we talk about Zubak. I know you talked about Pat Bear, which I agree. I think if you package those guys up, but then you have to ask the question, how much value do they have to get somebody in return that's going to be more valuable than what they've already seen? So yeah, I think I that's a talk question. about that after this as well in terms of what uh, they could potentially do on a trade market. You can continue, sure. though. I do want to sure. talk about that next. Um, but I think also, too, the lack of them having a true point guard can 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 definitely kick them in the behind in the playoffs, especially if they try to go deep into the playoffs in the Western Conference, because you got four quality teams, including them, that's going to be battling it out with Utah, Phoenix, the Lakers, and the Clippers. And then also, let's not forget the Denver Nuggets as well. If they start to get hot, because this is a this is a very shortened season in a sense where if you go on a four or five game losing skid in the second half, man, you could slide right on down to the eighth, ninth seed in the playoffs and have to play into those play in those playing games. You don't want to do that, especially if you've been in the top four for the majority part of the season. Uh, if Denver gets hot, let's say Phoenix slides or the Lakers slide because we don't know what they're going to do. The Clippers have to make sure they start to win games and especially winning games on the road is going to be essential for them. Uh, now that they're out of the bubble and being able to play in their respective arena and then being able to go on the road. So my question mark still remains, Are and you talk about the trade deadline, are the Clippers going to be able to get a true point guard or at least a serviceable point guard that's going to meet the needs of them and be able to be able to to uh, you know bring galvanize this team and be able to have guys like Kawhi and PG and Lou Will and guys like that to be able to run off those screens because if they can't, man, they it's second round and that's it. Yep. So we got uh, reporter Cam Buford joining us right now live via telephone. Cam, what are your thoughts so far on the Clippers team and their in the Clippers offense this year? Do you think they need to make a move at point guard? I know you've been an advocate of this for years. <laughs> Come on, it's funny. Literally it's funny years. I hear, I, Literally I, it's years. Funny, it's funny I hear Nick say this. Um, yeah, that's been my feedback for for many of the reasons that Nick uh, expressed. They don't have – I think it's – Paul George, Kawhi Leonard work too hard to get shots in the end of the games, and that's going to hurt them come to playoff time. We saw it just happen against Milwaukee, against Boston, who we expect to uh, be playoff teams, how late in the games they can't get shots. It works for 42 minutes. It worked for, 40, for 44 minutes, but late in games they have trouble scoring – and I think those guys work too hard. A defense can kind of um, key on those two. And without a point guard, just to get the get the guys in flow. I think more so um, – I, I, I'm an advocate of that. You already know that. But I think it's more so the guys just work too hard to get their shots. And a point guard is going to get them in rhythm and keep get them the ball in the right shooting pockets so they don't, so they don't have to work too hard to help them get easy shots cuz tell me easy shot that they get late in games it it, does, it doesn't happen so yeah i've been the advocate of that for a couple of years because I, the iso ball works for 40 for 44 minutes mm -hmm. but in crunch time it, it it's it hurts them um uh nick go ahead no, I just wanted to say, you know, I will say this much. They are working hard for shots, but also, too, is the lack of the depth that they don't have um, as well. Because when you're able to have a, a solid rotation and then on top of that, too, um, on top of that, too, 
the defense. The defense breaks down in the last. We saw how in, in four minutes worth of play, we talk about that Milwaukee game, they couldn't score a bucket. And they couldn't stop buckets from being scored. And that's the essential problem. The fact that you cannot score is one thing. But then when you can't prevent a team from scoring on top of that, that's an issue. And that's been an issue that pretty much goes under the radar. And I've even asked Ty Lue this, you know, as far as his bench is concerned, because the inconsistency with his bench has also been an eye opener for me. And I'm saying, hey, how concerned are you? As far as the inconsistency with your bench, oh, it's one game, oh, it's a couple of games, this, that, and the other. So I don't know if there's even a sense of urgency to make sure to to, to keep your bench intact. Uh, I know Cameron talked about just, you know, preparing, you know, PG and Kawhi for shots. But, but it's also, too, yeah. hey, man, what about your bench? Because if you don't have a, a decent bench that can carry you in those stretches where, you know, the shots aren't falling for PG or Kawhi or, mm-hmm. or Lou Will, man, you're going to be in a world of hurt. Yeah, Ken, what do you think about the Clippers bench? We talk about the bench. I mean, they got $16 million, so They gave $64 million to a guy who's getting four minutes a game and Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard had finally had a good game the other night, and Cats want to give him praise. He, he actually had it pre- into the uh, press conference before when they lost to Washington. I mean, that's that's wasted money there. Uh, I heard When I came on, I heard you guys talking about some tra- type of move. I think I talked to um, – Pavy a couple of weeks ago trying to figure out because um, as you guys know I've been on this point guard on, on this point guard tip for a while I think Michael Carter Williams is probably the best thing out there for them outside of a we, they can't get DJ Augustine they getting Rondo they can get Rondo but I don't Michael know Carter Rondo. Williams that's like come on Cam Michael Carter Williams is supposed to be a solution for who Listen, 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 they need they need size. Pat gets cooked every time uh, a quick guard comes in the game. Pat gets cooked or whoever gets cooked, whoever you want to blame it on. If they try to do a um, swing, swing, and don't want to focus on one person having the ball. Who's that guy on defense? Because Pat is not locking anybody down on defense. We. Uh, Nick, you just touched on it. The defense is under um, under the radar is a, a problem. Whether that's inconsistency, whether that's lack of defense, I like I like T Man, but T Man ain't really a point guard. And Luke and, and Coach Ty Lu said that he's not focused on yeah, trying I to like T Man. But guard. is he? Do you? I like Terrence Man as well. But do you think he's like? There's a he's difference a, he's a between. He's a they have body. to be ready to play in the playoffs, though. And, well, and play I mean, against essential because essentially we have in the West about four teams that can legitimately contend for a championship this year. I think the Nuggets, regardless of what anyone wants to say, Jokic can still in any given series be the best player on the floor. And Jamal Murray can randomly get hot for four games and be the second best player on the floor. I think the Clippers are a championship contender. I think the Lakers are a championship contender. And I said this last night and I know y'all going to be like, hell no. But I think the Suns are still a contender coming out of the West because of the fact that you have Chris Paul and Devin Booker can get hot. And Andre, I'm sorry, and DeAndre Aiden is still a guy that on any given night can give you 15 and 15. And I but, think, and I think with COVID, and I talked about this with Pavi, he was like, hell no, is any given time a random player could catch COVID and be out for three, four, five days. So the Suns could randomly catch somebody on a bad week. And we could be looking at them in the conference finals randomly against a team like the Nuggets or against a team like the Clippers. And then it's a pick them until the Clippers do it this year. I don't believe in them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I mean, whoever, I'm not, I'm not. 
I'm not gonna well, say I, I don't believe in them. Go ahead, Nick. No, I'll, I'll just say this. I I think the Suns are a situation where you have to pay attention to them, especially this year. And props goes out to Monty Williams as well as Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul should be in the MVP conversation more than he has because of what he's been able to do with that team. Um, you see the difference between last season's Suns and this season's Suns. Um, and that's a testament to Chris Paul and his leadership being the floor general that he is. So I don't, I'm not taking the Suns completely out of the equation, but do I consider them a championship esque type of team? No. The same way I don't consider the Los Angeles Clippers a championship esque type of team, not based upon what I've seen in the last couple of years. Now, the Los Angeles Lakers, if they can get it together and Anthony Davis gets healthy, they maybe add uh, Andre Drummond if they're able to pull that off. Yes, absolutely. I think they're definitely the number, they'll be back in the number one spot at some point. Um, you have to you definitely have to consider the Denver Nuggets at least to get to the Western Conference Finals, as well as the Utah Jazz if they can pull it together. Now I'm not again I'm not sold on the Utah Jazz. I think they're a great regular season team, but I think that's they're 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 you know they're shakier than a California earthquake when it comes to the playoffs yeah, and, and yeah. going deeper to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think you have to. I think they're really essentially they're possibly two, maybe three teams that you could consider a championship S type of, of, of team, depending on, like you said, with COVID, because we saw what happened with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons during the all-star break. So now they may be missing some time in the second mm-hmm. half of the season because of the, the, the protocols of, of health and safety that the NBA has installed. So yeah, you're right. You never know what happens, unfortunately, when it, when it comes to COVID protocol. Um, but getting back to Cam's original point and your point as well, I think, Michael Carter Williams is definitely not the answer. The hyphen is not the answer. I think the better Thank answer you. would, would Thank possibly you, Cam. be. Thank you, Cam. You want to retort? I mean, you want to quickly retort? Well, I'll say this uh, one really absolutely, quick. Absolutely. Let him go. Let him go. Okay, no, go I'll, I'll say this really quick. I'll wrap up. Um, I think also, too, I think the better chance you may have is getting Rajon Rondo, which we all were trying, well, was hoping that he would stay in LA and just walk across the hall. And then not only do you have a leader in the locker room, but you have a, a type of floor type of general leader on the floor that can balance everything out. I know DJ Augustine is a very long shot, but again, throw your throw your name in the hat and see what happens. It's a gamble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you but, guys forgot one big name, Kyle Lowry. So uh, I was going to mention they want to get rid of Kyle Lowry. I think they really want to move him if possible. Um, and I think honestly, if you could, if they want Terrence Mann, Zubak, and a first round, take him because that's for Kyle that's Lowry. For, them. For, Kyle for Kyle Lowry, Lowry? yes, yes, for Kyle for Lowry. Kyle. Kyle Lowry instantly makes he instantly makes the Clippers a champion of a a 100 percent true contender because he is a guy that in any given series can give you 20 and 10 if you need him to. Even though even though he's the first year he's an all star for in a while, Cam. He's First not playing at all in a while. He, he's not playing no defense. No, number one, he's not playing no uh, better defense. Uh, than Pat. He's not playing no better defense than Pat Bev. So you, he can't one. play better I, offense than Pat Bev. I just better offense don't matter. He, he, no, he no, can. Yes. He can. I'm not he worried can. about look, no, no. no. Listen, I, I think listen, we spent listen. too much time worried about about Patrick Beverly's offense. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about his defense and who he's going to defend. I'm worried about offense. This team does not have a point guard that can create on offense. That's very hell, true. That is very, to hell true. with the defense. We have two top ten defenders, uh, no, allegedly. No, they're not top ten no more, bro. They're not top. Uh, 10 no I disagree more. with that. I disagree with that. Well, Kawhi not have, still top you, ten defender. You, when have we seen it, bro? We see. What? We see. We see each every point guard come in here and give the Clips thirty and forty points a game. What are you, what are you talking the, about? The point guard get a new point guard. 
the guy plays he plays 20 minutes a game, Patrick Beverly. Um, come on. And it's done absolutely. I didn't Kyle Lowry he will help that. I was gonna throw that because they're looking. I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't trade for Kyle Lowry though. Because, I would, uh, in a heartbeat. because the Toronto Raptors is, or the Orlando Raptors are looking to give him this golden parachute package, the sweetheart deal, just to get him and help him out and do a thank you, thank you for your career that you've given us and put him in the situation that he wants to be in. That I was going to mention that, but but you beat me this to isn't, it. This isn't so that, a good spot, though. You think no, you think sorry, Kyle Lowry playing for no, the Clippers wouldn't be no, a good no, spot? I didn't say that. I said they're looking okay. to give him a parachute package to to thank him for the career he he's um, he's had for them. And in terms of so what you mean, like just throwing him a big why, bag. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? No. Like a, like no, a Kobe Bryant is, type deal, or what are you saying? No, there's he's on his. I think this is the last year of his uh, contract. Next year he's a uh, he's a restricted unrestricted free agent. So the yeah. Toronto Raptors want to let him go to a team who's going to contend for a title this year, and mm. so therefore I wouldn't trade for him. I try to work that deal. I wouldn't trade for him because another what they don't have anything. Toronto they don't have. Um, the Clippers, whatever they give to them, isn't going to change Toronto's season. So I was going to say that. Well, Toronto, well, Toronto's season is pretty much it's, it's pretty much written in the well, books now. I would say, I would say, but I would say they're trying to give him that. They're trying to give give uh, him that package just to say thank you for your career with us. Thank yeah, but the Clippers instantly he instantly bego- he, like literally you have you Guys, have Toronto I'm West. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. Kyle Lowry not coming. No, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying arguing. that no, no, no. This is what I'm saying, Cam. I'm not arguing against you. Or, I'm not saying you're arguing against him. I'm saying if you're the Raptors, sending him to the Clippers sends him to a place where he can be happy exactly. and feel he yes. has a. a yes. So yes. if I'm there, you don't have to face him four times a year. Taking Terrence Mann, taking Terrence Mann and Evisa Zubak to me, those are both good assets. I think Chris Boucher is still really, really good for the Raptors. I think he's a guy that maybe might be their potential sixth man off the bench. You still have Siakam. You can pair him with Zubak in the front court. You saw how Siakam and Gasol worked out um, over the previous years. I think Terrence Mann could instantly come in and probably become their starting two guard or their two guard of the future because I think Norman Powell is in a situation where he's still good, but he's not the he's not the future. So if I'm the Raptors, I don't think that's a bad deal, especially if you can get some you know you know some picks from the you know from the Clippers. I think that this year for the Clippers is a make or break year, and I think they're either going they're either going to see them lose Kawhi Leonard at the end of this season if they don't become successful. Or he will stay. I think if they go out and lose in the first or second round, he's not going to stay. I really believe that. I don't. I don't I, think there's I, a reason for him to stay with the losing. Uh, why? 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 Is, what benefit is there for him to stay to come back and run this again with Paul George? Why would it be a terrible look for him? I gave it two seasons in LA. We tried. They told me they were going to build a championship organization, and we didn't build a championship organization. He forced. He he for he forces he forced his way to Toronto. Then turn around and, and shook them and, and went to the LA. He didn't and shake them. He didn't shake them. LA. Now you're Go ahead, to Nick. The... He didn't shake them. He, he didn't shake them. He, shake them. he now, gave them a championship. He who, hand delivered them a championship. How did he? So what? Around, I gave you a ring. I gave you a ring, Nick. Go ahead. Okay. He well, here's. Well, here's what I'll say before I step away. I'll say this much. First of all, it wouldn't surprise me if Kawhi left. It wouldn't surprise me if Kawhi stayed. Uh, obviously, he may have a they, they may have a little bit more leverage because Kawhi is from Southern California, so he may be more inclined to stay because he likes to stay put. He's com- he seems to be comfortable here. He has his family here. 
Um, so I think that may be a difference maker if you're the Clippers and you're trying to renegotiate his contract when it comes up that time to do that. But I do agree with you, TPJ, for to a, for to a degree when you say if they only make it to the first or second round, they at least make it to the conference finals. Um, then I think there there is some degree of questions. Okay, what is going to happen with Kawhi moving forward? Because could he go to the Miami Heat? Could he go to another contender in the Eastern the Conference? You know, it could, that, could be, that. that could be that could be because no, I'm well, think about that. that the Knicks. Well, it could be because also for, because the Knicks are a twofold thing. The Knicks are a marketing ploy because obviously they're the number one team in the number one market. Also, they're actually improving as we're seeing this season with Julius Randle, who is an All Star. Um, obviously, you know Tom Thibodeau has done a fantastic job yeah, when it comes yeah. to being able to to expand that team and really develop yeah. that team the way they need to go. So, you know, props to the Knicks for that. Uh, but I think if you're gonna if you're gonna try to get a championship contender, I think, and I've always said this, the Miami Heat are one major player away from getting back to the NBA Finals and actually winning a chip. Mm-hmm. Why could be that piece with Jimmy Butler and those guys down there um, mm-hmm. if he decides to move? But I think it makes more sense if he does decide to stay, to stay with the Clippers, force the Clippers to get you a real true point guard in the offseason, spend some serious money. You are going to prepare for a a huge brand new state-of-the-art arena in Inglewood. You're going to break ground for that in the summertime, and that's going to happen in about three years from that. So you got to have somebody, you got to have some type of mystique, you got to have some type of enthusiasm with that situation. So if I'm Kawhi Leonard, I'm trying to do my damnness to bring a championship to the Clippers, which would take his legacy through the stratosphere because it'd be the first time ever somebody brings a championship to the Clippers. Um, But I think when you also look at this team, there's a lot of question marks more so than answers when it comes to where is this team going to go and what are you going to do? I know you spoke earlier about Luke Williams and as far as, you know, Luke saying he should stay. And I think Luke should stay. I think Luke is a vital piece. However, if you can get a much better piece for Luke Will, then I think you have to entertain that offer. And don't be, don't be mistaken. The Clippers are entertaining a lot more offers than they're leading on, I'm sure. Lawrence mm-hmm. Frank is an incredibly intelligent guy. I think they have a great front office staff. They've been doing their due diligence as far as their homework is concerned. So these guys know exactly what it takes to make sure they can stay competitive with the team in purple and gold across the hall, not only from a, 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 a advertisement standpoint, but from a basketball standpoint as well. So it's going to be very interesting to see what this team does in the second half of the season. I know they, they play at home on Thursday against the Warriors, and then they go on a nice little road trip, which is going to be very interesting to see. Can Paul George recover that 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 uh, opportunities that he, he afforded himself when it comes to scoring along with Kawhi Leonard? And those guys are actually winning games and really dominating games. Um, if they can do that, then I think their second half, they may be able to move up a notch uh, in the standings when it's all said and done. Cool. All right. Thank you, Nick. I know you said you got a bounce. You got a boogie. So I appreciate you for joining. Um, Go ahead. Talk to the people. Let them know where they can find you at. Hey, man. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate talking to you and Cam as well. Uh, Thank you for having me on, man. You can follow me on uh, Instagram as well as Facebook at Nick Hamilton LA. You can also follow me on Twitter uh, at Nick Hamilton 213. And also you can check me out on YouTube at YouTube.com slash NX Experience TV. Catch everything you need to know. All righty. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate you. Thank you, bro. So let's go ahead. Cam, are you still there with us? Still got some more time to chat with Pavi or you got to bounce? I'm, I'm here. I'm, All righty. Cool. Pavi, welcome to the program. Welcome to the new show in L.A. Thank you for joining me remotely via the via the Pavverbs cave or the vibe, <laughs> the vibe, the vibe cave, the, the cave of vibes. 
Uh, thank you for joining us from the Cave of Vibes. Pavi, we've been talking about this Clippers roster, what we think about the Clippers and what their potential could be as they move toward the second half of the season. What are your thoughts on the roster, on the point guard? Um, Cam is throwing out some potential solutions, as well as Nick, uh, maybe DJ Augustine, Michael Carter-Williams. I say Kyle Lowry is the best bet for them to be able to immediately stay in contention and be a, and, and essentially allow themselves um, not only keep Kyle Lowry happy, but also make the Raptors happy. I'm sorry, happy by potentially trading away a guy like Evisa Zubak and Terrence Mann and maybe a pick or two to the Raptors. What are your thoughts? The issue with that is the Clippers don't really have that many picks because they traded them all for Paul George. So I don't think they have any real, um, any real uh, interesting options when it comes to picks. And secondly, that's not going to be enough. Zoo and Terrence, you're basically you basically would be in a situation in which you would probably have to trade half of your bench. Like you would probably have to trade Marcus Morris, Patrick Beverly, I think, and then you could do a Terrence Man and also like a um, Zubat because Lowry is getting paid thirty one million dollars. Then then I mean, and then the I guess the good part about that for the Clippers would be, let's say you know Lowry is getting paid thirty one million. It's a one year deal. If he leaves, you do free up thirty one million in um, cap space, where as opposed to this also a team that if Kawhi if his if, deal ends at the end of the season, correct. Yes. So like you would free up 30 million in uh cap space. I'm also assuming Kyle Lowry isn't getting 31 million dollars again. This is just me assuming. I have no idea. I'm assuming his worth would be maybe more like 20 million, I would mm -hmm. think. Um, and then you would put yourself in a situation where you would, would where you would be a little bit more uh flexible money-wise. Um, assuming Kawhi Leonard still uh, stays as well. But, I mean, for the Clippers, I think with this shit, you might just have to ride this roster out. I know, like, Cam brought up Rondo. I think Rondo is an actual more logical option if uh, the Hawks want to part ways uh, with him. Because I think he's only getting, like, seven or, like, $9 million. Then maybe, yes, you can go and give up a Terrence man, give up, you know, something off your bench. But at the same time, if I'm Atlanta, what do you really have that I want? Like, I, like again, the Clippers don't really have many picks. I think that the, the roster is – what it is? What, what honestly, has Rondo done up? in Atlanta? What has Rondo done in Atlanta? I, that don't seem to work out. That whole that whole makeshift team they put together don't seem to be working out in Atlanta. Uh, I'm not gonna blame it solely on Rondo, but they got the Gallinari there who sh who's shooting air balls. That whole everything everybody they brought in don't seem to work out. Rondo, I can't even remember seeing a Rondo highlight this season. So he might be. They might welcome him getting out of town. Wow, you're yeah, not. I wrong. have a trade. I have a trade. I just put in a trade machine, and it says basically um, Pat Bev, Marcus Morrison, and Zubac. For Lowry, that's the only that's way it works. Like, yeah, yeah, the salary. It lot. is a lot. It is a lot. That's you a lose lot. a lot. What? You lose a lot. You lose a lot. So, yeah, I agree. Unless it's a three-team trade, that's the only way yeah. they're going to be able to make that work. Yeah, yeah, three-team trade. Because if it's, if, it's, if, it's, if it's just them two, you lose a whole – you lose basically half of your bench. All those yeah. guys are very integral pieces. So, for the, again, for the Clippers, like, yes, if like, they can go get uh, Rondo, great. DJ Augustine, it's not coming over because the Bucks trying to win. So why am I trading my backup point guard? And I'm trying to win the championship. I'm not going to win that. Yeah. I just signed Giannis. I want to make him happy. Or Giannis goes and asks for a trade. And when he starts asking for trades, you kind of got to give it to him these days. So, again, I think this, this Clippers Giannis. team. Exactly. So, again, I think this Clippers team might just be what it is this season, and you have to just ride it out. But, again, I'm not somebody who thinks the Clippers have a bad roster. I think they have a better constructed roster than what they had last year. Their defense at times still worries me. Now, yeah. that, which, which, which is like I don't understand why they can't be a better defensive team. I just really don't get it. You have, like, you have yeah. Serge Ibaka. You have – 
you, you have Paul George, you have Kawhi Leonard, you have Patrick Beverly. I just named you four or five pretty good defenders and guys who have who have um, all made their ways in this league defensively. I don't understand why they can't be a better defensive team, but whatever. Um, I still trust Ty Lue again. Like it, it also has been a weird season. So even when we talk about you know these games down the stretch, how much do they even actually get to practice? Like, I didn't even but practice in on. Go ahead, Cam. But they, the Clippers, the Clippers is one team who hasn't been impacted through COVID so so much. Sure, they've had uh, Kawhi and PG miss a couple games due to um, what is it, the, the safety protocol. But in general, they haven't missed. Their schedule hasn't been rearranged. Their team has been relatively healthy through COVID. So it's been a strange year for everybody, obviously. Yes, but yes, yes, but Cam. But Cam, do they practice? Mm-hmm. Like, how much on court practice time do they actually have? I don't know. Like, how much on-court actual practice time do they actually have? So, again, and, again, this would be in a regular year. We would be in, like, January, Uh probably. So, again, I guess – Oh, what are you talking about? What amount of games they played? Yeah. Yeah, you – yes. 24, 14, so 38 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's still still a work in progress with a um, new coach putting in a new system. I mean, you even – like, I think you asked him, Cam, and he said he hadn't even put in everything he wanted to put in yet. So, again, I think they just had to keep working, keep grinding, and just see where it goes because I don't know how much help is going to be able to come for the Clippers this year. Yeah, so kind of to – we had Nick on earlier, and and he questioned the inconsistency of the squad. Um, And I kind of – you just pointed out that they're less than halfway through the season already in a typical year because they're only playing 72 games a season. But that inconsistency, that lack of practice – not putting in your place. I mean, the coach, I, I think there's no sense of urgency is kind of what Nick was, was pointing out. I didn't hear the whole conversation, um, Pavi, or I didn't hear the whole conversation, Tommy, Thomas, so l- let me know where I'm wrong. That lack of urgency, I think, is critical to what this team's d- development as well because Ty Lue seems to have brought a um, – developed a culture, more comfortable culture, I'd say. I, I can see that the players are more comfortable, but – they don't feel urgency. They don't feel any pressure to kind of get things done. Where that's a good thing, uh, coming going down the stretch of games, is it a good thing when it comes to down to playoff time? Because now the guys have been loose and lax most of the year. Can you can you flip that switch to turn on that urgency? And that we don't know. That we're gonna have to see here this second half of the season, kind of the fourth quarter of the season. But I tell you, these last three games they played were pretty telling to me because I am confident. Uh, you asked earlier, are they a playoff team, Thomas? I think they're a playoff team. I think they're a contender. You said you mentioned a month ago, until they do it, you're not confident in, in saying that. But I tell you what, they are confident. They are. I, I am confident in saying that uh, with the constructed roster, with the new with the new camaraderie that they have, that the new atmosphere that Ty Lue has created. But they have to get it done. And what I've seen these last three games is they haven't gotten it done. And these oh. last late late in games. Either they're not playing enough defense, they're not scoring, whether that's offense, whether that's continuity, whether that's um, being able to get it done, they're not getting it done. And I and, and that cre- creates a, um, a reason for concern for me. I do believe they're a contender. I believe they're second, they're second best in the West um, or second at the very third, third at the very least. I, um, that's fair. Utah, Utah Lakers, Clippers, however you want to put it, Lakers, Utah. I mean, uh, we're talking about a healthy squads now. Um, they're uh, they're third in the very west in the very worst. Um, however, um, I think they just need man. That point guard would be pivotal, pivotal. 
for them guys. But as you say, Pavi, they're kind of stuck with this roster. So can they just turn it up? Is there a notch to turn it up? That I wonder. That I'll be looking forward to see um, this here second half of the season. And guys, I'd like to see if we can um, all get together and grade their roster um, in their production thus far this season. I mean, you're talking about now, you're talking about in general. I, well, I'm ready to go now. If you guys, all right, yeah. I mean, I mean, who do you want? I mean, I mean, go ahead. Start listing players. I mean, we can start listing off grades. I'm, I, I have if no I problem. If I could just say one thing go real ahead. quick yeah, about ahead, the like, free, urgency point, the new show in LA. You can say Man, whatever you want to say. If I mean, if we talking about urgency with the way they lost last year, if they don't feel like they need to get it done, then what? Ain't no point guard. <laughs> ain't no nothing gonna change that, that's bro. True. Like that's they very, gotta. That's, very true. that's, that's on true. them. But, you can't. But, you can't put that. What's up? How can they lose to Milwaukee? How they lost? How can they? Okay, lose but hold on, wait, but listen, but listen, how listen, can listen, they lose? Listen. No, no, no. How can they, like three games in a row, Pat? Three games. One, Those one, last three one, games. Once does it happen? Was once a mistake? Two's a trend. How that saying go? They lost three games in a row. You, Those you last... can lose to the Bucks. Okay, you lose to the. You Bucks, can lose to the Celtics to the too. Celtics, and then. And then you lose to the Wizards. Come on. But here's the thing about the Wizards, though. But look, but look, but look. Here go the thing about the Wizards, though. Number one, I think the Wizards are second or first in pace, so it's kind of a contrast in style. The Clippers play slow as hell. The Clippers are like, listen, listen. The Clippers are like 29th in pace. Also, also, I think the Wizards are better than what their record is. We've had this. We we we've had this talk many times. I don't think they actually that bad. Yeah. I think they had a really weird start to the season. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I I actually had them. I actually had them seventh or eighth seed in the East, um, coming really? into this year, and so they just haven't kind of got together. As you mentioned, Pavi, they they've had some uh COVID issue. They've been impacted by COVID. Some guys been out. They've been missing games. Their schedule's been changed. So I agree with you there. However, Pavi, that's still three losses in a row in essentially the same way. So that sense of urgency that we talk that we're hoping for, hasn't been shown late in games. That's I mean, that's my issue. One game okay, two game. It don't matter who it's against. One game okay, two games okay. Yeah. I mean, they played this. They played the uh, who I think is a favorite in the East. The the Nets. They played them right down to the wire, which that game could have went either way. It was a controversial should, call. So should have went the Clippers' way. But go ahead, continue. I mean, it was a controversial call. I mean, look at the, the Clippers' way from the side. I mean, to be fair, they got down fifteen in the very first place. They didn't have to get down by fifteen, and they, and they had to work their way yeah. back. Now, if the game would have been a minute longer, they probably would have won. Because they were climbing their way back in it, but don't fall down fifteen should be the main thing with all of this. Don't fall down fifteen. Right. But so I so so to my point, um, Thomas, that they're able to compete with these championship caliber teams. They competed with the they competed with the the Nets in that situation. Um, but just that lack of urgency, I'm with you, um, Pavy. If last season didn't do it, this season should. But I, I'm concerned. Another, I give you another reason I'm concerned is because Paul George. How many times have we heard in a press conference? That's on me. We got to speed it up. That's on me. We didn't make the right. Uh, we didn't make the right play. That's on me. I got to change that. I got. I take onus for that. We heard that same shit last year. We heard that same shit last year in the playoffs. He, even like when he talks about, I got to speed it up. Can they? Do they even have any transition players? Is a real question. Like who on that team plays in transition? I don't think there's a way for well, speed. He, he is he is one. He is one. I mean, he's there at most, his age uh, now, though. 
Well, I mean, they're they're, they're Remember, like Terrence Mann, like, I guess. I mean, but Terrence Mann, he ain't really Terrence Mann not lead no break, G. If Terrence Mann, he ain't there. If Terrence Mann got to lead the break, if Terrence Mann got to lead the break on this team with the Clippers, that's a whole other issue with roster construction. If Terrence Mann, but I'm just telling you, but when you when you say can they play, can they speed it up? I mean, you ask who's who else is out there. I'm just throwing out name who's out there. Like he's a he's a young okay. smart guy. That, who else is out there to do that? And he's he's the first to come to come to mind. Lou Kennard ain't doing it. Marcus Morris ain't doing it. Lou will. I mean, maybe if the if he got the right defender on him, he, he can cross him up G. and shake him and get to the hoop. Yeah, but I'm just he's but he's still, he crossed a couple he he crossed a couple cats up. If if he'll set some some cats up. If it's a, a two on one or a three on one. Two on two, he'll cross some cats up and get to the hole. That's so Will can still do that. Can he do it enough? Is is to your point? Is uh, is is a question here? So, I mean, they, I I want to go down and start grading. The, you got guys. a response what, to what this though? Do? He just said no Kawhi and PG in the last two games though. Can we really judge them fairly based off of that? They were swapping out people. Really? They they were. They were. Uh, can they, I mean, this is a comment from the fan. Yeah, we I'm have to. You. I mean, we have okay. we have to. I mean, we have to judge them because obviously this is going to be the same constructive uh, roster going into the playoffs. So, are they going to miss multiple games in a row? We'd hope not, but times has shown that they are missing these. They are missing these games, right? So, yep. I, cool. I, Understood. They, they are showing that. Yeah. So let's go ahead. Um, let's grade these guys, and then let's do the last topic where I want to talk about Lakers and Clippers if they potentially meet. But let's go ahead and grade these players. Go ahead, Cam. Start listing them off. Let's give them. Let's give them. Let's give them all grades. Nick, Nick Batum. What you guys give Nick Batum? I give Nick Batum a B plus. He, I, if it was just if we're talking about the first two months of the season, I give him an A. But in the last um, the last month or so. As, since he has a baby, unfortunately, to, to say put it that way, he hasn't been what he was prior to. I don't know if that's sleep. Thomas, Thomas you could tell us. Is, is that rest? That was the guy performing when he has his baby? Probably. Prob it's probably rest. I mean, also, it's probably just guys be swapping in and out. So his role changes night to night depending on what they want from him. I can't but, 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 but I think a lot of it is rest, though. I'm not going to lie. My, the first couple months – even now, <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, wake up at six o'clock in the morning sometime and be like, "Yo, I'm up." And whoever, whoever up, just gotta get up. It don't matter what time, <laughs> around, around, none of that. It's time to get. When the baby wake up, it ain't nothing else you can do about it. So that might be. I personally would give Nick Batum a uh, B minus. Wow, Pabby. Wow, I, I would say B. I, I think, who, name a. I mean, name, I would say pick up, uh, never name a better free agent pickup all season than, than Nick Batum for any anybody. Chris Paul. <laughs> that technically was a free agent pickup. Oh, that, was, that, was, that was that was that was that, that was that, that was technically that was a, trade. a trade. Technically Nick, a trade. Nick Batum been the best. Free, uh, uh, Nick Batum has been the best free agent. That's a this statement, year. though, Cam. That's a, that's a, that's that's a Nick Batum has been the best statement. free agent I, I, this year. Okay, tell me. That's a Jeremy Grant is up there, man. Jeremy Grant. Um, oh, come on. He, for the De Detroit? What is Detroit doing? What's the record? Like he been balling. He been balling. He been balling. Look up the record. It, uh, our, look up so the record. Where you trying to tell me Nick Batum got as much responsibility this, this as Jeremy Grant? You tweaking, Cam. What? <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. As Nick, far as Nick, like. Nick Batum. Nick Batum. 
Nick Batum coming in here impacting the Clippers has if you want if you want to say Jeremy Grant's impact to the uh, Pistons has been what Nick Batum is, tell me tell me their record. Where are they? Are they in the playoffs right now? Do you count resigns or no? Do you count resigns or no? Do you count resigns or no? I I was counting free agents going. You go. You go. You looking at the. You looking at. He not better than Gordon Hayward, G. He's not better than Gordon Hayward. He's not better than Gordon Hayward. You on that? You tripping? Okay. You tripping? And low key, he ain't been better than Nilo this year. Okay. So okay. So you. Oh, okay. He be okay. Well, okay. He be okay. See that? See that? See that? I can't argue with. Yeah. I can't agree with. I can't agree like, with that. Y'all overrating. Like a B minus is not is not bad. Let's not. I said bad. a B. No, yeah, we not. I, no, no, we okay, not debating is, that. We debating Cam saying I, I, this I, is I, the best free agent pickup. Montrez Harrell for the Lakers. I haven't heard a better name yet, though. Montrez Harrell for the Lakers. Gordon Hayward ain't better than Nicholas Batum this year. Come on, I think. I think Trans ain't been better than Tomb G. Trans ain't been better than that man this year, no, Cam. Nah, bro. You lying. You? You're lying. You're sitting you guys, here. You're you lying to the watch. people. You're on the new show in no. LA lying <laughs> to the people, man. I don't think so. I'm in it. I'm in news creating content right. and letting these people know what's going down. If they're not watching the Clippers and Nick Batum, they should have been watching Nick Batum. So I'm gonna go on All to Patrick right. Beverly. I get Patrick a C. I, don't, I I give him a C. I give him a his, D. His this three year. point shooting has been he, he's shooting over forty percent. So you got to give him his three point I'm shooting gonna, is keeping him above water. Uh, Thomas, he he's at, averaging over over forty percent, forty one percent, if I remember correctly. I'm personally going to give, give him a, Patrick Beverly. Uh, I'm going to give him a D this year because I needed him to come back and be able to step inside the three point line. Or I'm serious, serious. When when guys literally. He is a decent, solid threat from three-point line. I just need him to be able to go in the side three-point line sometimes. Show me some of what you did in high school and make some plays inside of high school. He is literally only in the corners or on the wings. That's the thing that that's the thing that doesn't make their offense dynamic. So I'm gonna give him a D because he didn't come back and improve anything. Personally. Next player. I mean, Patty, who you got? I mean. I mean, I mean, I you can even, go see if you want. I mean, I'll, I'll see, but like nothing's I'll go, I'll, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Be for Pat. I think that when he's been there, he has he has fulfilled his role to the best of his ability. I think um, outside of Zubak, he's arguably been the best defender on the team this season. Outside of Zub, um, and yeah, so I'll go with B. I think that he has again fulfilled his role. Obviously, the way the Clippers play, they turn their guards into like power forwards and small forwards with how they position them on the court because of the fact Kawhi and PC are usually the ones handling the ball. So, yes, even though he is relegated to being in the corner, that's where he's supposed to be at because, you know, PG and Kawhi are supposed to drive and kick and he's supposed to catch it and make shots. And he's also been defending to the to the, to the the best of his ability when he's out there. So I would go with B for Pat Bear personally. Mm. All right. Um, so that's go ahead. Next side. guy. Paul Who you got? George. Paul George, would you – uh, B plus. George. I have to give Paul B- George A minus. I'm gonna give him a B plus, which I guess is okay. an A minus. I give him an A minus. Um, he he's been he he's been the uh, playmaker on the squad. It's just I have to take some take some points off of him because they just Play their games. inability to close the games. And I I want to yeah. yeah I want to um I want to 
give some of that to Paul George. Uh, by the way, Detroit has uh, 10 wins this season, guys. So stop talking to me about Jeremy Grant. Yes, but Jeremy <laughs> Grant has played better individually so than give- Nicholas Toon. How you giving the Clippers wins credit to Nicholas they, they have 10 they have games, man. They, they, gotta, have, they have 10 fucking games. Nick, Nick has been critical on 10 it games. It don't matter. Nick has been, so Nick has been critical for 10-game uh, ten, ten wins himself this season. Being the fifth he, option, he, what? He's been, he's been critical on 10 Man, good. I'm man, playing with that man. Get out of here. Would, would you give would you give would you give PG? PG. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This is my question. Before this season, did you expect Jeremy Grant to be the best player on the Pistons? No. So stop lying. Don't, to me. They won ten stop games. Stop talking to me He's about the Pistons. Actually, arguably, about, yes. They got ten. Nicholas be the best player on the team. Hell no. Stop lying to me. He that man be out there playing no, twenty five minutes no, a night off the bench. No. Again. Whatever. Next player. Next player. Next player. He's not better than Gordon Hayward. You tweaking? No. Hey, PG. He's not better than Trey. He's not better than Trey. That's one one person. So out of you, two million followers. You brought up one person. You brought up one. What are you talking about? I just said Gordon Hayward, Montrezl and Jeremy Grant are better than him. What are you? Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple for the Bulls. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no, he ain't better than no damn Nicholas Baton. Garrett Temple Hell was no. really good. Every He's time really he good. I was talking to my barber about this. Shout out to me, Lee. Every time he shoot, be like, gee, what are you doing? Stop. Hell no. Nah, gee, nah. Hell like, no. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, holiday. nah, nah, nah. Nah, man. Actually, you got your through a trade, right? Yeah, never mind. Garrett Hell Temple. Hell no. Nah, man. Garrett. Garrett Garrett Temple allowed right, the Bulls. PG, PG, but uh, PG, uh, I would give PG an A. I think, hey, um, I think, um, but not I think clearly so far, efficiency wise, this is the best year of his career, and it's really not even close. Um, so yeah, I would give PG an A. I mean, I was on board half of the season up until recently. I said that he he was an MVP candidate, not Kawhi mm-hmm. on this team. Um, and I had been on record for saying that right, for a yeah. whole bunch of months until recently. Until recently, I think that Kawhi's play has um, overtaken uh, Paul's play recently. Uh, but yeah, nah, I'm gonna go at A for uh, I'm sitting out. I've been very impressed. Yeah, so yeah. we all generally we all generally yeah. agree on that. I got, I gave Serge Ibaka a B plus. I, I gave Serge Ibaka a B plus. We say Kawhi yet? Did we name Kawhi no, yet? Kawhi. I didn't say Kawhi. Okay, yet, okay cool. Serge Ibaka. No, I'm gonna give Serge. I'm gonna give Serge Ibaka a B minus. Because I'm gonna give Serge Ibaka a C. Because I, I said it before, he shouldn't be their starting five. He wow. should be their starting. He shouldn't be their starting five. Zubac should still be starting. He should be the four. I agree with and he that. takes off the bench and bring Agreed. in Mark Morris, Lou Will. And you rotate Zubak in with that bench lineup to keep them guys in with some momentum. I don't think he should be their starting center this year. I think that's honestly a lot of the reasons why I, they, you know, they have a lot of wonky ass quarters um, because their rotations to me are just off because Zubak is coming off the bench when he's a starter to me. Uh, I'm gonna go C for Serge. I've seen way too many plays so, in Serge so, Ibaka post ups, and I don't want to see that. Those should be Zubak <laughs> post ups, though. That's my. I don't want to see that either. Damn near. <laughs> What are you then? What are you talking about? Who gonna play any kind of that. interior basketball for them? What driving kick? I've no, seen way too many. No. That's I've how seen, they lose driving and kicking all I've games. Seen way, actually, 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 Kawhi and PG should actually be the ones 
in the uh, interior because they're the best post players on the damn team, especially Kawhi. I, I agree with No, no, no. As we were talking about with Baron Davis I and Rashad, I, said, I, mean, I agree with that. Kawhi Baron Davis and Rashad Phillips yesterday. Who in the league today making them post entry passes? That's a whole nother issue there. If, if you gotta, no, I'm asking you. No, no, I'm asking you a question. Lou Will can't make an entry pass. Lou Will make an entry pass. He's on the bench. He be in G. He G. He closes out games. He still plays the game. G. Who is making these post entry passes? Pat Bev can't make an entry pass. They decent. He can't make an entry pass. PG and Kawhi is on the floor, like 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 BD and Rashad Phillips is talking about. Nowadays, guys can't even make a simple or good post entry pass. I think Lou Will and Pat Bear can make a damn. When I literally talked about that when we was talking about Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, Reggie Jackson, who are those guys as good facilitators? Great facilitators, none of them. That's the point. Lou was decent. They don't have one. You don't have to be a great facilitator to make a post entry pass, bro. They know, but consistently, consistently it's an entry pass, and nobody's fronting the post matter. anyway. And again, and again, so listen, happens, nobody what is happen when you make a terrible entry pass and then a double team come over quick and double Kawhi because the entry pass is trash and he can't be able to set himself up and get his footwork right. That's usually what the fuck happens. Swing which why we catch the ball in the post or even PG catch the ball in the post. They got to clear half the motherfuckers off the other side of the floor they because they got anyway their point guard. The ISO. No, because the point guard, no, because the point guard usually is the one that say, move the fuck out the way. How many times have you seen LeBron tell everybody, move, 80, get on the block? Make the pass to 80, 80 make the move cool. Usually, no, they sit on the same damn side of the floor with the entry pass. It's fucking PG and Kawhi they near the corner no. because all the guys can only no. shoot the corner. No, 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 no. no. I disagree with, no, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. Say, I disagree hey, with that. Move out the way. I'm finna set up this play. Get on the block in the right position. I'm gonna make you this entry pass, and they not gonna double you because I'm in the right position. They I don't have that. I disagree yeah. with that. I disagree with that. Now, again, I don't think they have anybody that, that can do it to the level of like a Chris Paul or like a Cal Lowry, but I think they can they they can do a point guard by committee type of thing. I just don't agree with that. I just I'm sorry. I just don't. That's how you championships. Point I mean, yeah, yeah, what, actually, what point guard by committee you saw win championship Warriors. Who 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 who, 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 who on the Warriors was just dominating the ball like Come that? Come on, man. Who's the starting point guard? On the Warriors was dominating the ball. Who's the starting point guard on the Warriors? It's debatable. Draymond Green or Steph. And sometimes KD will run the damn offense. Am I lying? Most teams so not have most teams. Listen, listen, most teams. Listen, bro. You don't need airways. Say anything. Listen. How is Steph Curry a top five point guard listen. in the league? But he ain't a listen. point guard. Listen, what kind of sense is that because, make? Because because he's, he's, he's a combo guard. He is a combo guard. He's a combo guard. He's a combo guard. He spends as much time at the two and as he does the one. He's better at point guard than anyone on Los Angeles Clippers. I didn't, I didn't, say, I didn't say, say he wasn't. He was a point guard back in the When it all break down, who's the point guard that go to State Warriors? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know because Draymond got the ball a whole lot. Because Draymond got the ball a whole lot. Ah, oh, you're lying. And it ain't nobody on the on the Clippers as good as Draymond. That's fair. That's fair. I just he the second. He number two. That's fair. Number two. Listen. Number two. Listen. Who number listen. one? Who number listen. one? I don't Who know. One? I don't know. Right. I would right. say Draymond Green. All right. All right. Draymond Green number one option on the Warriors. Tweet it no. right now. 
Tweet no. that shit right now. No. Tweet that they was winning them championships. No. Right no. no. Tweet that shit if you mean it. No. Because you lying. That's not what I said. Tweet it. Whatever you mean. You mean it. That's not what I said. Yeah, I think he was the one setting up the offense. I think he was the one setting up the offense. He was the one setting up the offense a lot of times. You mean it. Tweet it. That's why. He was the one setting up the offense. You don't mean it. I do mean it. He was the one set up the offense. Sometimes they would have KD set up the offense. So the rule on this show, if you say some bullshit, if you mean it, tweet it. Tweet what, Draymond, what, Draymond Green sets up the offense? Draymond Green sets up the offense? G, you're lying, G. Steph Curry one never know. One never the number two option at point guard. I never said he was the – I said they they they, they, they did Damn, point guard by man, committee. Say, Steph and was and not dominating Steph the – Steph was the point guard of the team. I said no. He spent just as much time at the two as he did the one. They didn't have a standard point guard just dominating the ball. They didn't have that. Our forward is the point guard? Oh, oh, having the possession, yeah. They never had. They never had a point guard just dominating the ball. Honestly, to keep it honestly, honestly, to keep it all the way G with you, most teams who win do not have a point guard dominating the ball because usually that means the rest of the people can't set themselves up. You rarely see teams with one player averaging ten assists win a championship. <laughs> rarely, it happens rarely. Let's bring it, let, let's bring it back to the Clippers, fellas. What was the Los let's Angeles Lakers? I said rarely. Uh, I said rarely. I said rarely. And if you look in the playoffs, did the Broad average 10 assists in the um, playoffs? What does it matter about him averaging 10 assists? I'm asking the question. What do, do he got average 10 assists? Because when in basketball. Because, hold on, wait, whoa, wait, wait, wait. How many players? No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. Because this is what you're not going to do. You're what? not going to act like the Lakers didn't have LeBron James and Rajon Rondo running the goddamn point guard last year. And two uh, all time point guard. Yes. Yes. Lou Williams. Stop yes, say it with me. So listen Stop to what I'm saying. Most teams, so listen to what I'm saying. Most teams do not have one guy averaging 10 assists and dominating the ball. They do a point guard by committee type of thing. Dominate the ball? Probably, yes. How the hell is you getting 10 assists? All right, bro. You dribbling and sit up the ball if you get 10 assists? 10 assists? You got to have dribbling and sit up the ball. 10 assists to dominate the ball? Huh? You got to have 10 assists to dominate the ball? What? I have, said if you get 10 assists, you probably dominate sit out the ball. Yes. Dame Lillard don't dominate the basketball? Yeah, he does. He averaged 10 assists? He averaged 8 and 30 points. He dominated the, the basketball. If you average it, usually if you average it 8, 9, 10, especially 10. If you get to 10, you dominate the, the basketball. So Steph Curry had to be averaging 10 assists for him to be dominating the basketball. He didn't dominate the basketball. Which he is why Clay said listen. 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 Which is why Clay said I'm not sacrificing shit. And then I sacrificed shit. Because nobody dominated the ball. He didn't have to. Because he didn't have to. Because he didn't have to. Steph dominate the ball and now. He didn't dominate the basketball before Kevin Durant came there? No. None of them did. Dominate the ball? No. Man averaged 30 and I think seven and a half. 50 fucking percent and 40 percent. dominate the basketball? No, not really. Dominating the ball? No, he wasn't. Never watched Warriors basketball. Dominating the ball? No, he wasn't. Now he wasn't dominating the ball. He wasn't dominating the ball? Now all of a sudden you're a Warriors official. He was not dominating the basketball. 
was not dominating the basketball. Lying. He wasn't. Steph Curry has always been the point guard, and the number he one was not the dribbling the Tyron He was not dribbling the head of the snake. Yes, I never, I never, I never, I never disagree with that. My sole point is they were a point guard by committee. They did not have that man out there dribbling the damn ball for twenty seconds on the damn shot clock. That never happened. All star point guards the Clippers got. That's fair. That look, that part is fair. That part is fair, but I said they can still do a point guard by committee. I am not a person under the belief that they have nobody on the team that can set up an offense. Lou Will been in the league 14, 15 years. That man can't run a set. Pat Bev been in the league 10 years. How many championships he won? How many conference finals he how many conference finals he'd have been to? How many championships he won? That's fair. How many good teams? Any of them guys. Any of them guys. Any of them guys. Actually, 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 actually. Actually, hold on. Pat Bev has been to a conference final before with the Rockets. He has been to one before with the Rockets. He was. He, 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 he was. Yeah, was yep. He was. Yeah. Yeah. No, Harden was. Was he on the game starting that year? Harden. He was starting. No. He was starting. Of course. Like, he was starting. He was starting. My hope, my hope, and guess who was dominating the ball? A point guard. Harden. A motherfucking point guard. A motherfucking yeah. point guard. A motherfucking sure. point guard. So that's sure. my whole point. They don't have guys that are Value, I mean, viable options at the point guard and valuable when it comes down and they need a play to be made. I, I don't want to hear none of that. None of these guys are great passers. None no, of these guys. No, 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 none of them are great passers. But I am not going to subscribe every to the championship fact. team. Got a great guy, great passers on. But listen, I huh? tell me every championship team don't got some great passers on it. You got some pretty good ones, yeah. Some pretty good ones for sure. Every for sure, team got at least one great pass. Sure, for sure. That's fair. That's fair. Playing with me, G. That's fair. Not that's playing. fair. But again, they're not going to the that's championship. That's fair. But again, but again, but again, I'm not going to subscribe to the fact that they cannot do point guard by committee and get people in sets. I'm sorry. I'm not going to subscribe to that. And again, y'all guys keep talking about this. My whole issue is also I don't think the offense in general is that good. I think the offense is overrated. Honestly, I think the oh, defense. Look, no, look. I think the defense what, what is the, the, the issue. Ball? I don't think they have great offensive players. I think they have good ones. I don't think they have any great offensive players. I don't think Kawhi is a great. I think he's a good offensive player. I think PG is a good offensive player. But but you know both of those guys That's do why best. They need help. Defend. That's why they need help. That's why they need also defend better. That's why they you're need sixteen to get them the ball. And you're also sixteen in defense, which is my whole issue with this team. They never defend that well. Yeah, that's fair. When you put this team together on paper, you look me and me and this man set up here multiple times last year and said this is going to be one of the greatest defense teams we ever seen. Oh my God! You got Pat Bev, you got Kawhi Leonard, you got Paul George. Do we see that shit? No. So that's my real issue. Like, okay, you are what you are. Are, are, so are you a great offense? So that, that's that's by expectations, though. What the hell you mean? You got that's, a two-time defensive player of the year. That's you you expect going to be a great defense. And they not. Right. What the hell? Right. So what, what, so that's my issue. Mixed with Pat Bev, they're not. So mixed with Serge, mixed with Nick, so, guys, mixed with Boris. We got we got we got to derail with their with your with your um, Warriors comment there. Uh, let's get back on track. Let's get back into grading. I would like By to the know. Way, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, wait. Paul, Paul, Paul. Thomas is so hold intent on, on trade. Put that back up. Giannis dropped seventeen points. Play some damn defense. They still lost by one point. 
play some goddamn defense. The final play, you wonder why that happened? Because Drew Holiday broke a man down and got to the paint and collapsed the damn paint, which left a wide open lane. And then Marcus Morris want to make a business decision, foul that man. That man got to go to the air, Marcus Morris move out the way. Foul the man. At least try. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, you can say all that shit about the offense, but why they lost? He's a bad free throw shooter. Free throw shooter, come on the way. The Clippers were up one. What happened was, who I think it was Pat Bev got his ass broke down by Drew Holiday, get in the paint, swing, 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 which is a play, break a man down, swing the ball around, and penetrate it. And Marcus just, oh, y'all just fly through the air. Let me move out the way. You want me? That would have been, they They were down one with four minutes to go, yeah. Pappy. Yeah, let's get yeah, let's get to Kawhi and then let's go ahead and uh and, and, and let's go ahead and finish this great. What do you grade Kawhi? A. I give him a, I give him an I got, A minus. I got Kawhi with the A minus. A minus. I got him with A minus. He has yeah, to be perfect. I want to give um I give Zuba to B. I want to I give Zuba to B. I give Zuba. I give Zuba B. Trading Zubats. I'm not intent on trading Zubox. They just need a point guard. So if he, he if, why are you if so intent on trading that guard, man? Because I think he's the one that has the most value on their bench. If you trade him, then you need a big, huh? If you trade him, then you need a big. Uh, I would much rather have yeah. a point guard than a big. I'm sure point guard can't guard nobody. It don't even matter. See, I mean, huh? I think if that point guard can't guard nobody, it don't even matter. See, depend on who the point guard. If that point guard is Kyle Lowry, I don't care. I still, you got to give up so I, much to get Kyle Lowry, bro. They need to try to find a way to, to do a three-team trade and get that man. I'm serious. I'm not joking. I think that I think he is the missing piece for this team. I think that there are no other point guards that are available on the market that they, that 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 can sign or they can trade or whatever that will make them valuable and they need a great passer. They will not win a championship without a great passer. I don't care what you or what anybody says. We can argue about Steph Curry being the number one option as a passer. And he was still averaging 30 points, still giving you seven assists, six and a half assists. Were you telling me that? Seven, it doesn't matter. He's not a great passer. He's good. Six and a half assists, yeah. He's good. I really don't want to talk to you no more, G. He's good. I don't want to talk to you no more. So Go he's ahead. good. Whatever y'all got to say, I don't want to talk to you no more. He is good. I don't want to talk to I literally don't want to talk to you no more. Man, I think a great, I think about like Rondo. Just saying. He's good right. though. He's really yeah. good though. He's really All good. All right. Though. So will the Clippers? Yeah. So top I of the think, Lakers. I think, I think Rondo. Rondo should be available. Yeah, Rondo. That's something that I think is actually a viable option. Yeah, that we'll depends. On I don't know why the hell they didn't sign Rondo in the first damn place in the off season. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. You wanted more money. They, they're trying to. I think. I think they. Yeah, I think they were trying to penny pinch Rondo. Yeah. But what do you think? Uh, the, I think the they Clippers were trying to pin the Lakers this season. That, that hurdle. I mean, I think the Clippers could have toppled the Lakers last season. I think that they I built mean, their team to, literally to health. Yes, but also I think they built their team literally to play the Lakers and to beat the Lakers. They just forgot the fact that you got to play the Lakers to beat them. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think they could. I don't think they can beat the Lakers, um, especially if Anthony Davis is health. <clears throat> sorry, healthy. Yeah. Actually, As constructed, I think LeBron will be able to night in and night out out execute them. Um, and I think as if they don't have another mind on the floor that's from a point guard standpoint to be able to 
execute and get them easy buckets. I think that I think they'll fall into the same traps that they fell in last year. I don't think Tyron Lue is exponentially better than Doc Rivers. I just think he's giving them a little bit of more of what they want, but we still see the same issues. As Doc said, he was sitting there right there on the sidelines with me. So uh, last year, as where I was very confident, not really that confident. <laughs> I think we'll see. And I think when we get there, we cross that point, we'll get there, cross that point. But until I see it, I don't believe it um, in terms of the Clippers. Issue. Actually, I changed my mind about that. No, they can't. Uh, but I just think that they can't because I just don't think they're going to defend consistently enough. And, again, they always got problems with guards. This year, the Lakers actually have a guard that can score and then a shoulder. Uh, and make plays. And solid passer. Not a great passer, but he's a solid passer. Yeah, but he's more yeah, so if the Clippers had Schroeder, then I wouldn't complain because so then Pat, even though he can't pass, handle though, Schroeder? Score. Huh? I don't know. Schroeder don't get his. Pat can't handle Schroeder, guys? Schroeder's going to always get his, though. He's going to get his, though. He's going to always get his because he's going to shoot 16 times a game. Facts. So regardless, and then, he's going to still give you 12 to 18 because he's going to shoot the game. And also, Lou or Reggie going to always somehow end up on the court. You do your back cuts and whatever, yeah. Yeah, but also Lou or Reggie is gonna somehow end up on the court. Too. So even if like nah for real, but like even if Pat Bev do play twenty minutes of great defense, yeah. if fucking Schroeder played thirty and he played against Lou and Reggie for ten of them, that might be twenty points. Yep. It literally might be twenty points. <laughs> Dude. That was the issue with the playoffs. I'm like, bro, why the hell are you putting Reggie and then G? Last year they G last year they played against Luca. They had Reggie, Lou, and Trez on the same side of the court. What are you doing? I don't know. Don't the play when Luca hit the game winner. Yeah. Reggie got bad roster mistakes. It's bad roster destruction. I think if the Clippers don't win the yeah. championship this year, we have to actually start pointing a finger at the front office and stop acting like. Finger at the front office in the first place. Keep it to keep it to keep it to keep it. Let's 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 keep it all the way funky. The things that we complaining about, they not the coach's fault. They not they not really the coach's fault. They yeah. the people who put the team together. You signed them in and put them in here. Yeah, true. Cam, what do you think? Let's get let's go ahead and get your final thoughts. What do you think about the Clippers? Bro, you think cool. at the top of the Lakers? Cam, um, I, again, I have them in the top three, top three in the West. All, I, can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear I can me? hear you. I can hear you. Can you hear tap tap Yo, tap? I can Is hear you. Can you yes. Yes. Uh, as I mentioned, I got I got. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Talk. I got um, I got them in the top three, of the, top three of the West at very. I'm talking. I got them at top three in the West at very worst. Can they beat the Lakers? That's yet to be ter- determined. A uh, healthy Laker team, I think, has an advantage, obviously, with LeBron and AD. LeBron breaking the squad down. AD kind of he, he's going to kill Ibaka and and Zubats, unfortunately. Um, so can they do that? They're going to have to. They're gonna to have to get superior play from Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. I haven't seen that consistency there. So, um, unfortunately, you put you put the screws to me. I'm gonna to have to say no right now. All right, cool. So let's go ahead. Any final thoughts, guys? On, uh, any any final thoughts as we move into the second half of the season? What are your thoughts on on this Clippers team, the organization? Pavi, I'll let you go ahead and start it off. I mean, again, I know everybody been talking about a point guard, and yes, I feel everybody. I understand. I get it. I want that. I think all the concerns are valid. But my main thing, which I've been saying for two years, is I have never seen this team play the level of defense that they that I assumed 
they would play beforehand. Now, granted, maybe that could be obviously, you know, Kawhi and PG, they're in their 30s now. It may be harder for them to guard down. They're probably better guarding wings and up. Um, and then you look at the guard defense. I mean, Pat Bed, even though he's tough and tenacious, he's still like 5'10", 5'11". So if you got a guard that's like 6'3", 6'4", they're just shooting over them. Um, and then they also have Lou and Reggie and guys like that. But, again, this team needs to somehow – like 16th in defense, not going to cut it. Usually most teams that win are top 10 in both. Currently they're third in offense and 16th in defense. I think the offense is overrated in general. They had Marcus Moore shooting like 50%. Kawhi was shooting like 44% from three. PG shooting 44%. Now, if now if Nick Batum shooting 45 Now, if all this – Pat shooting 42 Now, if all this continues, then amazingly. But I don't think in a seven-game series I'm really going to expect these people to shoot like that consistently. But I would think that the, that defense would be something that they can hang their hat on. And I don't think I've seen that from this team too many times this season or last season. All right, cool. Cam, what are your final thoughts on the Clippers this year um, and what you're seeing from them? I think it's crazy that this whole for last hour we talked about the Clippers having needing a point guard, guys. And I've been talking about this for the last two years. Um, both, of you, both of you know that. Can what can they do? Will they make a move? Obviously, um, if they if they do make a move, they need a point guard more than anything else, just to get the guys easy shots. Because I think bottom line is Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, they work too hard. They don't get easy buckets. They both work too hard for for their shots. I think the Clippers, it'll be very interesting. I, I obviously I got my eyes keyed on and I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Um on the development of the squad how much of this new offense or the rest of the offense that uh, coach Ty Lue is going to install, will this help them get easy shots or will they have, do they have something special for maybe a Marcus Morris that they can uh, win some games um, out of him or can they Baca? Can they get some low post play from Ibaka that, that will ease the burden from Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. There's a lot of things to, to be siphoned out the second half of the season. I'm looking forward to a bottom line. I think they're going to finish top three in the West. Um, Either way it goes. And bottom line, I do have uh, Clippers Nets finals prediction as of this moment. If I could say one thing to the to the uh, easy shots point. Is this just the way that they want to play? Like, I think Kawhi and PG just might be heavy ISO players. Is this just the way that they want to play? No. Well, no, well, is it? Yes, yes, it is. Because it, it, but actually, it's not. But this actually, is not the way they're Ty successful. Asked, Go ahead. Sorry, Cam. But this is the way they want to play. This is the way they want to play. Ty Lue did say they want to play this um, swing, swing ball, this uh, ball movement offense into the last six minutes of the game, where you give it to your stars. Ty, uh, give it to your stars. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and let them ISO. Let your stars win the game for you. That is the way they want to play. Will that work in the playoffs? I disagree. I think they need a point guard for all the reasons we talked about for the last hour. All righty, Cam. But Thank yeah, you for joining to, me. To answer, to answer your question. Yeah, go ahead, Cam. Get your plug yeah, in. No, Talk to people. Let them know where they can find you at. Thanks thank for having me, guys. Cam Buford, Voice of the Fans on, on YouTube. A voice of fans on Instagram. What's good in sport on Twitter? Hit me up. I love talking to these cats. We got basketball, NFL action all year long. Make sure you hit us up and talk to us. That's once again Cam Buford on on or voice of the fans on YouTube. Voice of fans on Instagram. What's good in sport on Twitter? Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me.
No worries. And I'm going to start trying to do this every Wednesday at 11 a.m. So, Cam, if you're free, feel free to hop on um, and talk with me every week. Uh, I want to start getting back into the swing of things, talking Clippers. But anyways, fans, I appreciate all of you guys for checking out the new show in L.A. We'll be back next week at 11 a.m. on Wednesday. I'm going to go ahead and put it into my um, schedule. We're going to make it happen. I appreciate all of the fans. If you're still watching us, please drop a comment on the video as well as drop a like your likes help keep other fans wanting to engage with the comments so thank you all for watching this has been the new show in la and as always please make sure you follow and you subscribe to youtube.com slash media tv as well as youtube.com slash hoops and brews make sure you go and you follow this account the new show in la on twitter at new show in la on twitter that's my twitter handle tweet me your questions i appreciate you guys Thank you very much. He says, Lakers can't beat teams 500 and below average teams. It's a close game. Not really a close game because the Lakers still will get up for teams that are that they are supposed to beat. And that's why I still think the Clippers are in trouble. But we'll be back next week after we get a couple games under the belt for the second half of the season. It's been your boy TPJ with a new show in L.A. And until next time, I'll let you know.